The history of sustainability traces back to the earliest civilizations. Whenever people settled down, survival depended on their relationship with the surrounding environment. In the 18th century, global trade and the Industrial Revolution changed this way of life. Wealthy societies engaged in mass production based on resources from around the world. The new consumers had little knowledge of where the goods came from and how they were produced. In this new world, some businessmen were concerned with social issues and funded a range of philanthropic activities, including Carnegie and Rockefeller. For many years, philanthropy worked as the main way for companies to show social responsibility. But in the 1960s, a series of events spurred awareness about the environmental damages caused by humans. In 1962, American biologist Rachel Carson wrote the book Silent Spring that documented the effects of pesticides in the environment. Some saw this as bad for business and started working actively to minimize the risk of environment-related incidents. This work was mainly to avoid unexpected cleanup costs, lawsuits, and bad publicity. The impact of industrial production was radically becoming a more comprehensive and global issue. This became particularly clear in 1985, when scientists discovered an ozone hole above the Arctic, caused by emissions from industry and consumption far, far away. In response to this development, the Brundtland Report was published in 1987. The report highlighted the strong connections between environmental, social, and economic issues and introduced the term sustainable development into public debate. During the following decades, the debate was affected by a series of corporate scandals. One of the worst was in 1989 in Alaska, when the oil tanker Exxon Valdez spilled more than 250,000 barrels of oil, killing large groups of animals. Exxon was widely criticized for its slow response to cleaning up the mess. Corporations were increasingly seen as part of the problem. In the late 20th century, sustainability continued to rise on the public agenda, and some companies began to change their way of working with these issues. It was not enough to just avoid accidents and scandals. Some started to embrace the benefits of initiatives such as recycling. One of them was the carpet manufacturer Interface Floor. In 1994, the company began drastically reducing waste and resource use. Eventually, Interface Floor also developed a range of completely recyclable products. Instead of just being part of the problem, a growing number of businesses set out to become sustainability champions. Soon, investors also began to show interest. The Dow Jones Stock Exchange responded to this by establishing its sustainability index in 1999. Shortly after, in 2000, the UN set up its Global Compact, where businesses could join by signing up to 10 principles on human rights, labor, environment, and anti-corruption. After the turn of the millennium, different types of major corporate initiatives started to emerge. In 2006, Walmart decided to invest $500 million in sustainability projects, turning the world's largest retailer into one of the greenest. This was an example of a new approach to sustainability. The nature of initiatives had now moved from philanthropy through risk management and cost reductions to becoming a driver of new business development. Today, sustainability is an important topic on the public agenda. Consumers expect products to be increasingly sustainable, Legislators work to tighten regulations and, in the business world, sustainable solutions are in high demand. The concept of sustainability is growing, and so are the opportunities surrounding it. At Novozymes, sustainability has always been at the core of our business. 
It all started back in the 1950s when the Danish company Novo began producing microbial enzymes. In 1975, Novo became an early sustainability mover as the company established an independent environmental unit. Among other things, the unit took care of measuring waste, water, noise, and smell from production. Novo was also quick to adopt the triple bottom line principle and ensure that activities were conducted in a financially, environmentally, and socially responsible way. In 2000, Novo Nordisk and Novozymes demerged, and Novozymes took over all production of enzymes. At Novozymes, we maintained the position as a sustainability leader. We established a sustainability development board with high-level representation for all main areas of the business. Under this group, we implemented activities such as supplier evaluation, business integrity principles, and ambitious sustainability targets. In 2001, we joined the UN Global Compact and became biotech sector leader in the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. Novozymes is deeply committed to sustainability. We focus on sustainable solutions and business practices throughout our value chain. A basic value chain typically contains suppliers, Novozymes, customers, retailers, and end users. Since 2008, we have been assessing the sustainability performance of our suppliers. If suppliers do not live up to our standards, we either support them to improve their practices or exclude them. Within Novozymes, sustainability is entrenched throughout the organization, and our sustainability board sets ambitious annual targets that form a significant part of our corporate bonus scheme. We conduct life cycle assessments to compare the impact of conventional technologies to our biological solutions when applied by our customers. We document environmental impact, for example, CO2 reductions, that customers can turn into sustainability claims. In 2011, our customers saved 45 million tons of CO2 emissions through the application of our products. Novozymes engages with retailers in order to help our customers meet the requirements of their customers. We also do it in order to promote the sustainability agenda among these powerful actors, helping to create a retailer pull in target markets. At Novozymes, we encourage consumers to embrace more sustainable behaviors. An example is the I Do 30 campaign from 2009. The campaign's aim was to make European consumers aware of the environmental benefits of washing at just 30 degrees Celsius. Alongside our efforts in the value chain, we also work with the stakeholders surrounding it. We engage with policymakers to create a push for more sustainable practices through regulation. We work with NGOs to raise public awareness. One example is our collaboration with WWF, where we mapped out how and where low-carbon biosolutions could eliminate the first billion tons of CO2 emissions. A growing number of investors target companies with sufficient sustainability credentials. Novozymes has been at the forefront of this trend, integrating sustainability in all annual reports since 2002. This is just a selection of examples, but there are many other possibilities. If we start analyzing the value chains of specific businesses, we may find a whole array of other opportunities to help drive the world towards sustainability.